The following is a special world report by a friend of Medjugorje. In this broadcast, a friend of Medjugorje peers through the lens of Our Lady's messages at current events unfolding daily. The insight, explanation, and solution will not be heard elsewhere. What a friend of Medjugorje says is understood through prayer, fasting, sacrifice, and over 30 years of living Our Lady's messages. In this special broadcast, a friend of Medjugorje peels back the layers of lying voices to expose evil through a series of questions which further teach how to discern the events unfolding in our nation. Many, even conservative voices, have poor discernment today. This important broadcast is broken into four parts, approximately 30 minutes each. Before beginning this broadcast, pray to the Holy Spirit to enlighten and speak to your heart. Find a time and a place to listen uninterrupted. We now begin Part 1 of the Special World Report, O America, with a friend of Medjugorje. This is a Special World Report with a friend of Medjugorje. Virgin Mary revealed at Medjugorje that had she not come, the world would have destroyed itself. As the world continues to spin out of control, along with the lives of many, is there any sanity left? Is there any direction left? Do Christians understand in fullness the truth about the world in which we live? The nation erupted into scenes of chaos. What started as a fight for justice has descended into chaos. Violence. Oh my God. Violence is when an agent of the state kneels on a man's neck until all of the life is leached out of his body. Destroying property which can be replaced is not violence. And to use the exact same language to describe those two things, I think it's not moral. 75 cities are living through these protests. Many are in flames. Dozens of American cities up in flames after some protests turned into riots. Often followed by looting as a nation simmering with unrest unraveled. In Los Angeles, hours before a curfew was ordered, the city became a war zone. After attempting to breach television studios, large groups torched police cruisers as officers fired back with rubber bullets. Arrest the cops. Charge the cops. Charge all the cops. Not just some of them. Not just here in Minneapolis. Charge them in every city across America where our people are being murdered. Charge them everywhere. That's the bottom line. Do your job. Do what you say this country is supposed to be about, the land of the free for all. It has not been free for black people, and we are tired. Don't talk to us about looting. Y'all are the looters. America has looted black people. Before nightfall, the looting began. Department stores, jewelers, and high-end apparel shops trashed by unruly mobs. The mayor calling on the governor to dispatch the National Guard 
for the first time since the Rodney King riots in 1992. Strikingly similar scenes and issues of injustice, 28 years apart. We've seen this before in Los Angeles. When the violence escalates, no one wins. When we crossed over and got our freedoms and our rights in this country, God was the first thing we kicked down, and it's been downhill ever since. After three nights of protest and violence, the state of emergency in Los Angeles mirrored by pockets of anarchy nationwide described as all hell breaking loose in Seattle when police lost control of downtown, crowds destroyed, then took over their vehicles. Society today is driven by atheistic patterns who say that they do not need God. Yet, Our Lady tells us, without God, you can do nothing. With demonstrators out in force again today, a violent takedown in Philadelphia, where a footlocker was looted after more than a dozen officers were injured there last night. With tear gas choking the streets of Miami, police battled protesters to keep control of their headquarters. With banks burned, highways shut down, and City Hall on fire in Nashville, there was more than a thousand arrests. Tonight, a nation on edge and up in smoke as many plead for peace in the wake of yet another violent night. My children, all the more shadows of darkness and deception are being cast over you. Your battle is difficult. It will be even more difficult. Pray to the Holy Spirit that He may transform you and fill you with his strength of faith and hope so that you may be firm in this battle against evil. Medjugorje, everything happening today, every event from Washington to China to your home, whatever it is, is surrounded by Medjugorje. This is a place on earth that God has divine intervention to change the direction of the world. For 37 years, we eat, drink, think, and believe and act on Medjugorje. God has given her the nations. She said, this is my time. And she's not here to waste it. She's not here to throw it away. Our Lady's call is a serious call. She said to Yvonne, has she not come the world would have destroyed itself. Everybody's got decisions every day. Which direction do you go? You can't stay in the middle. You will be crushed. This explains what's happening in Washington right now. This is good because that separation is clarifying who is where they should be or moving toward where they should be and where they not should be. So we have great division, even in the church. And these things are part of our lady's plans. And it's now spilling out physically. That's what the Q book is about. Showing what's come from heaven that now is manifesting physically on earth. Do you want to be used by God? She means this. This is not symbolic. This is not a joke. This is just not a little devotion. This is the process of conversion. Conversion what? To change the world. Nothing makes us go out to the streets. Nothing else shames people what they do today because we are weak and I'm here to make you strong.
How do we unite the nation? We are divided. How do you unite the world when it's divided? There's only one possibility for that to happen. You unite by uniting to truth. That's what's missing today. Truth is singular. Our Lady said, God is truth. He exists. So when you bind yourself to truth, you bind yourself to God. And then your neighbor is your neighbor. Whether it's the same color, a different color, or another nationality. We have to start at this point to understand everything that's taking place in the world today especially in our nation. And it's not by chance all the things we're seeing. This is what Our Lady has been preparing us for 39 years. You heard the voice who said, when we crossed the line for our rights, the first thing we did, we kicked out God. He's a famous All-American college football player, strong Christian and for him to make that statement, the first thing that happened after civil rights was kicking God out, speaks volumes. I'm not saying that. He said that. This broadcast is going to be asking a lot of questions for you to make up your mind to understand what is happening in our nation now. We're going to peel the onion back and we ask you to be open and to listen and what you will hear. We're not going to give opinions. We're going to give facts and lay it out that you can see there's an evil plan from Satan to destroy this nation in order to destroy the world. Many people are shocked, but why should we be since we've been following Our Lady? You just heard on the intro that had she not come, the world would have destroyed itself. What is the purpose that we experience now? To make people think, reevaluate everything. Is there a right and a wrong? Yes, it very much is. To grasp everything taking place now, we have to go back eight years ago. Something very, very big happened. All the experiences we have now did not happen yesterday or May 25th in Minneapolis. It's been plotted out and planned out for a long, long time, even decades ago. But where it manifested and was implemented was March 16, 2012. Obama signed the executive order called the National Defense Resources Preparedness Executive Order. Nobody knew about it. Why? Because he kept it hidden. If you go back to January 17, 2012, you'll see the National Defense Authorization Act 13603. This was passed to usurp the Fifth Amendment, which is due process of law to us as citizens. Before that, in June 2012, there was something else passed called the Enemy Expatriation Act. 
and all these were safeguards for what would happen in March 16th, 2012. I don't want to get you all confused with these things, but you have to understand what took place at that moment. The timing of when Obama signed this on March 16, 2012, was calculated. He was doing things behind our back, behind everybody's back, except a lot of people who in the Alisky-type tactics, very, very clever. 5 p.m., what happens on Friday night every weekend? The news cycle stops. But that weekend, some mighty things happened. Because the next morning was March 17th. The next day after that was Sunday, March 18th, 2012. Our lady knew what was going on through that weekend. She knew what was being released. Everything you see now roots back to these actions. Our lady gave a message that Sunday. She says, I desire to take you by the hand and to walk with you in the battle against the impure spirit. Wow. That's very revealing. Why? Because this set up everything that's happening today. The deep state. Obama took tremendous power, great authority, that he could do anything he wanted to. And all this was prepped that he could start planting people in the deep state. This is where it came from. I wrote that and they fired the first shot 2012. The authority that he grabbed through this, through stealth, puts him in a position, not only all Americans, but all things could be subjugated to Obama. He gained dictatorial power. Written in They Fight the First Shot, it says, This order gives Obama unprecedented authority. Revelations 12, 2 says, The dragon gave his power and his throne with great authority. What Obama did with this immediately was to spread his presidential power to 17 different heads covering everything from civil transportation, energy, farm equipment, fertilizer, everything, all functions to the heads of CIA, FBI, national intelligence, Department of Justice, etc., national defense, water resources, and the list goes on. Why is that important? Because from there, he gave presidential power to all the heads of this, and he appointed those people we know now or the deep state. From the book, They Find the First Shot, it clarifies what's been said. But how Obama is taking authority, great authority, tells much about this man, as does the fact that his amassing of power is not just in wartime, but peacetime, and any time he thinks to. Through his executive order, he will invest his presidential authority in people of his choosing to head over departments. He then will build infrastructure behind them that will enable others to be delegated with presidential authority.
the heads of these departments will further have the power to invest authority in other heads, all who will act with full presidential authority. This authority can be re-delegated successfully all the way down to your neighborhood watchman, if need be. This executive order gives Obama the ability to assign presidential authority to anyone, over anything, in peacetime, for national defense, in national emergencies, or non-emergencies. That essentially means anytime, anyone, anything. We wrote at the beginning of this chapter that you won't believe this, but it is there in the executive order called National Defense Resource Preparedness, released Friday afternoon, March 16, 2012, and buried by Monday, March 19th, with an explosive, long-term driven story. The executive order is law, no matter how unconstitutional it is. Other laws surround it, support it, and insulate it. If you try to resist it, you become a target of the National Defense Authorization Act and Enemy Expatriation Act, if it passes, stripped of your citizenship and given no trial, all because your local president, the designated authority, decided it is so. This is not Stalin's time. Nevertheless, the infrastructure is there for it to be so. And the plan was to reign a third time as a president and be prepped for implementing everything. Trump got in the way, defeating Clinton. But we got to stay on the certain point of what's happening today is related to all this. Why did he do that on a Friday afternoon? Because of the news cycle. But that's not good enough because Monday, this would be all over the news. The earlier Defense Authorization Act was debated and argued about. It was in the news. So this had to be covered up. What happened? How did they strategize to cover this thing up? Something so impacting in our nation was never brought up into the news. It would have happened a week later, or two or three weeks later, four weeks later, but it had to be buried. How did they bury it? It's the story that's ignited fierce passions across the nation as allegations of racism and miscarriage of justice tear apart a small Florida town. Three weeks ago, Trayvon Martin, an unarmed black teenager, was shot down by a white neighborhood watchman who claimed self-defense and has not at this point been arrested. And it's caused a public outcry that spread like wildfire. ABC's Matt Gutman brings us the latest now from Sanford, Florida. This is the face of 17-year-old Trayvon Martin, whose death has provoked weeks of demonstrations and massive internet petitions, and tonight, a rally in New York City. And in the small city of Sanford, Florida, a vote of no confidence for its embattled police chief. Don't shoot me! Don't hurt me! These are just the latest twists in the case. In solidarity! 
that is galvanizing the country following the shooting death of Martin. The police department definitely needs to go back, re-interview everyone and anyone that has any information, as well as the FBI. I guarantee you that's what they're going to do. That's going to be their first stop. Martin died a John Doe. Um, I'm pretty sure the guy's dead out here. Unidentified and unclaimed for 48 hours because of apparent police red tape. Tonight, Trayvon Martin is anonymous no more. We all are And tonight in New York, Martin's parents joined the protest. Trayvon Martin was you. Trayvon Martin did matter. I just want New York to know that we're not going to stop until we get justice for Trayvon. More than a thousand people marching in support of the teenager whose name is now a rallying cry. I'm Matt Gutman for Nightline in Sanford, Florida. With all the news that took place, all the headlines, that's all you heard throughout the whole day and the next day and the next week and the next several weeks into the months, this is what you heard. People didn't understand, why has that been driven like that? I remember tuning in some of the talk show hosts and they said they don't understand. What is driving this story? And yet they themselves kept talking about it. And it went on and on. Not just a month, not even just two or three months. This was the news. It went easily past a half a year. And nobody could understand why this is taking place. Now we can look back that there was a lot of strange things happening with this. On February 26, 2012, Trayvon Martin was killed by George Zimmerman. On March 11, 2012, the police chief says Zimmerman acted in self-defense. Two days later, on March 14th, the police completed the investigation and turned over the file to the state attorney who decided whether to file charges. Was the state attorney part of the deep state? Because he reverses what happens with the police chief. And he does file charges. And Trayvon Martin's parents begin a petition on a website calling for Zimmerman to be arrested. Since when do you go to get a petition to have somebody arrested? We don't act that way in this country. We don't arrest people by a petition. We do it by evidence. But see, there's a big name behind this. Tells you everything. Who's funding change.org? The petition, none other than George Soros. Case closed. That tells you everything. This thing's off the track. It's not true. It's not right. Right there, that one single thing, if you reason things out and know who George Soros is and then what Zimmerman arrested, this is for sure going down as corrupt. But somebody need, for some reason, to cover up what the people planted in the government who now we know are deep state people that's coming out and acting today, that they were planting them back then. Thousands of people with power. So we're going to do a run through, and it's necessary to understand where we are today, what happened with this case. George Soros, of course, is a billionaire who uses his money to move forward a lot of revolutionary movements around the world. He's also part of the deep state, part of the 
globalist cabal, and his hand seems to be in, in many, many things that are helping to bring down the United States. If you Google him, all you will find are good stories about him and that anyone that speaks against him is part of a right-wing extremists. But there is a lot of evidence. In fact, a friend of Medjugorje writes about him in They Fire the First Shot in, later in the book. But to bring you back to Trayvon Martin's situation, George Zimmerman ended up being exonerated years later after he was given a trial. Several years after that, someone independently decided to really look at the whole situation because of seeing how Trayvon Martin's story impacted the country in ways that we're still seeing happen. I know a friend of Medjugorje is going to be speaking about that. So this independent investigator knew that George Zimmerman was characterized as a racist and a loose cannon through all of the media that presented him. It was always a bad picture of him that was put in the media and a very young, sweet-looking Trayvon Martin. The media definitely had its land against him. When he met George Zimmerman, he found him to be very likable and didn't meet the image that was being portrayed of him. The second hoax was Trayvon himself. They presented Trayvon as being this very together, likable boy, but he had a lot of family problems. So again, the media portrayed Trayvon as this young boy, but in actual fact, he was six feet tall. At this point, came from a broken family. His father had just divorced his second time. He was into drugs. He was into a lot of bad friends. But the pictures were always showing him as a 10-year-old young boy. The day of this altercation between Zimmerman and Trayvon, he had been suspended from school. His mother had kicked him out of the house. His father was now with a new girlfriend, and his girlfriend was breaking up with him. So his whole life was falling apart, and this was the Trayvon Martin that George Zimmerman met. And also Trayvon was on drugs at the time. So Zimmerman was a neighborhood watchman. There had been situations that were happening in the neighborhood, people breaking into homes. So that led to this encounter between the two. Trayvon attacked Zimmerman. They got into a tuffle. Trayvon, being larger and stronger, was bashing Zimmerman's head into a concrete sidewalk. And in the middle of that, Zimmerman has a gun and ends up shooting him in self-defense. And in the end, that's what happened. So going back to what a friend of Medjugorje was saying, the story's going cold. And then the parents end up hiring a high-end public relations firm, also high-end attorney. And so after they hired these high-end people, that's when suddenly, out of the blue, Monday, March 19th, the day after Our Lady gives the message about the fight of the impure spirit, suddenly, boom, everybody is, is on the front page of everywhere about Trayvon Martin, even though this had taken place three weeks earlier. So the end result of all this was George Zimmerman was found innocent. His life was destroyed. Through this investigation, 
George Zimmerman is now suing the parents of Trayvon Martin for $100 million because of what he discovered. And this story is really the foundation then of, of all of the Black Lives Matter and the situations that have happened in our country from this point on. From there, what happens, Michael Brown attacks a police officer in Ferguson, Missouri. He had just stole some things from a store, walking down the middle of the road. The cop questions him. He comes to him and actually gets partly inside the car. The police officer is pulling his gun out. He injured the officer. Long story short, the officer was able to free himself and ended up shot Michael Brown and it killed him. What happened with Ferguson? Went up in flames. Same old story, same old thing. White cop killing a black youth. The guy was huge. Why do we bring this up? The attorney that represented Michael Brown was Benjamin Crump, the same attorney that Martin's parents used. See the thread of these things? That tells you a lot. Now we're peeling down the onion more so you can see more clearly. It's important to follow the facts that you can have an understanding what is going on and why is it going on. There's a lot of good white people and a lot of good black people. They want unity. But there's others who want division. They want war. They want destruction. Our Lady warned us that weekend, when all this started, on Obama's evil implants of the deep state, when Our Lady says, I desire to take you by the hand and to walk with you in the battle against the impure spirit. Can that be wrong? Can that be a mistake? All these things add up. But let's continue to peel the onion. When you look at the Trayvon Martin situations, the Ferguson, and all these things that happen, you see people are being polarized. But it's part of the plan to make people evaluate where they're going to go, the decision. It's decision time. So these events are both bringing different people together and separating people at the same time. That said... Evil has been more exposed. That's what our lady said. I will take you by the hand and walk with you in the battle against the impure spirit. There's a pattern that's manifesting. It's showing the true color of what truth is and what's false. Who's going to what's right, who is going to the bad side. So now we're in the situation with Floyd's death and all the circumstances around it. Q posted the very next day on May 26th, saying that the Democrat Party and their allies have launched a full-scale insurgency. Insurgency means an active revolt or an uprising. This is what Obama was planning all along. The only thing that stopped him is, again, Trump won and Clinton lost. But the infrastructure is still there, and they're doing everything to fight. The May 26th Q post continues. Democrats, in coordination with certain assets, have launched a full-scale insurgency attack against the people of the United States in an effort to regain power by any means necessary. This is incredible. 
because you're not having a lot of writing. You're not having a lot of things taking place. Here we are, hardly over 24 hours past Floyd's death. Q could not predict and say these things that we see now unless they had intel of a lot of chatter on cell phones and communications. Our plans now is implemented. We've got our cover right now, this situation in Minneapolis. We're going to use it as our cover and our reason to get out there in the streets and stand behind the people who we can incite to get out there in the streets and then do our insurgency. You see? You see how this works? We haven't had things burning up at that point. How does Q know how to post that? I'm asking you to figure that out. They have to know what's coming. They've been watching this. I got another question to you. How do you get so coordinated that this just springs across the whole country in no time? This thing is highly planned. It's been all the way back to Obama, and he's part of it. You say, how is Obama part of it? He stayed in Washington. I got another question. Obama followed Trump around the world. Where he visited? Do you remember that? In the first year of his presidency, he was right there behind him. Trump went to one country to president, to another president, and then Obama was right behind him. You remember that in the news? Do your research. You look at this yourself. What does that mean? Trump's there. He leaves. And a shadow appears. What does that mean? It means he's shadowing President Trump. So we've got a shadow president. The infrastructure, the deep state, they're all there. I want to ask you a question. Do you think these generals are part of the deep state that Obama laid out? He built a tremendous infrastructure. You say, well, I don't know if I believe that. Then how can Q say the Democrats in coordination with assets have launched a full-scale insurgency, not a small one. They're predicting right here on the next day there's going to be a full-fledged insurgency. And we see that now. It's bizarre. Where they're naming 20 cities in the news and they say there's too many more to name. You think this just came off of Floyd's death? That's garbage. There's no way. This is planned. They looked for the situation they were waiting for on Monday morning. From Martin to Michael Brown and to other situations, they get better and better at this. They know there's going to be a shooting, and they just have to wait and say they find out, here's one we can reinterpret, and we can use it to our advantage. Many, many people, some innocent, many of who are guilty, are being used, both the guilty and the innocent, for this insurgency. You go on, do your research. It's May 26th. You can't predict what happened for the next two weeks unless you know and your intel shows that. This is self-proven. Q's not doing a prophecy. He's got hard evidence that there will be an effort to regain power by any means necessary by this shadow presidency that wants to take power back. After Q says, by any means necessary, he says, all assets deployed. Got another question for you. How are bricks ending up on corners of the cities or in the middle of the street? Pallets 
of bricks. Go do your research. Look at the pictures. How did they get there? It's not a construction site. When they get the protesters out there, they're about 15 feet behind them, chunking the bricks, trying to get the police to attack the protesters. Who shouldn't be out there? Oh, you say, well, they got a right to protest. Not if you're Christian. That's not what Jesus taught. He said, forgive. You're not supposed to be doing that. That's not truth. If you stand on truth, you're not going to be out there. You're not going to be an agitator. That's not in the spirit of Christ. So it says, all assets deployed, coordinated and deliberate events to impact the presidential election. See that word? Coordinated and deliberate. Most people would say this just spontaneously came up. It is coordinated. You're a puppet if you're out there in the streets. You're being manipulated. They use you. They don't care nothing about you. Q continues to impact the presidential election, period. And then he says, war, period. W-A-R, capital. And then Q says, the future of our republic is at stake. Survival as a nation. We rise or we die. We, the people, signed Q. I'm asking you, do you think this was a prophetic prediction that a full launch insurgency against the United States is just a prophecy? No, there's hard evidence behind this. This is exactly what happened. Going back to the question about the bricks getting there, it's easy to investigate that. This is the weapons that they use. Many of the policemen were injured by this, even Secret Service. They've got something I think is called camera scan loop. And in other words, if you pick an area and you have a truck going down with a bunch of bricks, they can loop all the cameras around that whole region and follow that truck from one camera to the next. They'll see the tag numbers. They'll know where that truck's come from. How come there's nobody been caught doing that? How come nothing's been traced back? They can do that. I'm asking you, how come we don't know this? This is easy to do. Unless there's a deep state and people are cooperating with this to cover it up. It's nothing to find out who these people are doing that. That gives solid more evidence of coordinated, not just with the thugs, but who's calling the shots for it. Going back to Monday on the 25th, Our Lady gave the 25th message. Is there something in there for today in real time? She says, pray with me for a new life for all of you. Why? Because everything's off track. You know what needs to be changed. Why is she so pointed in saying that? Because it's obvious in front of our eyes. What do we need to do? We need to change everything. She says, return to God and his commandments. All those people in the streets, everybody on both sides, needs to feel the commandments. What happens from that? So that the Holy Spirit may change your lives in the face of this earth. What do we need? Renewal. That's what she says. 
on the face of this earth which is in need of renewal in the spirit. And he says, be carriers of light in the darkness of this peaceless time. She's saying words to us in real time. And then she says twice the word protection. Why is that? Because we're in a situation that's very dangerous. Pray and seek the help and protection of the saints. I am with you and I am protecting and blessing all of you. And lastly on this point, where did the coronavirus go? Oh, it just disappears all of a sudden? Where did social distance go? They were so pharisaical about these rules in regards to social distances that the governor, I think it was the governor in Michigan, wanted a fisherman out in the middle of a lake that wasn't wearing a mask to be arrested. It sounds like more breaking down the will of the people to be controlled by the government. But now, with all the rioting and everything going on, now everything's allowed. There was another report that the mayor of Minneapolis, I think it was, was marching hand-to-hand without a mask. Is this not suspect? Does this not make you want to question things? Oh, coronavirus just disappears all of a sudden. What does this tell us? For you who have the power of discernment, not because you have conservative ideas, because that's not enough. Discernment requires something else. Because we have a lot of conservatives piping and regurgitating what the left is saying. They're using the conservatives' platform. That doesn't mean they have the right discernment. You have to have prayer in your life. And that's where you get wisdom. That's where you can see through all the charades. That's where you can understand the situations. That's where you can apply something to know yourself and your enemy. We have very famous conservatives on the radio talking about how bad and what happened with Floyd. And they don't have the discernment because they're not adding prayer to it, fasting, sacrificing. So it's easily, if you get discernment, to see that everything is calculated, everything is coordinated. Obama and his cohorts' plans are very deep, and we're seeing the evidence very clearly now. Not through conservatism, but through a biblical view, gaining wisdom and prayer, you will receive the power of discernment. This ends part one of the special world report, O America, with a friend of Medjugorje.